You're listening to Sailing to Success podcast show where we share practical tips and strategies to help you be more productive, boost your profits, and grow your business. Hey there, I'm Lindsay Phillips, founder of Smooth Sailing Business Growth, and I'll be your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion. Today, I'll be chatting with Pinterest expert, Summer Tanhauser. She has actually changed my way of thinking about Pinterest by sharing the myths, the do's and don'ts of Pinterest marketing, and how it can really generate more traffic to your site and create more passive income. So let's get started, folks. Hey, everyone. Again, it's Lindsay here, and I'm going to be chatting with Summer Tanhauser. She teaches online entrepreneurs and bloggers how to increase their audience, their influence, and revenue through the power of Pinterest and passive income strategies. And I haven't really talked about Pinterest yet on my podcast, so I'm totally stoked about this. Now, Summer believes in creating a live more, work less business model ditto by utilizing the powerful combination of Pinterest and blogging strategy to grow your email list, increase traffic, and obviously ultimately create more revenue for your business. So thank you so much for joining us. You're our first Pinterest expert. Yay. Thanks, Lindsay, for having me. And uh, yes, I'm, I'm excited because I feel like it's one of those things that a lot of people might be like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. I should do that, but maybe don't know the, the steps that they should take to get started. So we can definitely talk about all that today. Totally. And I, I really like your story because I, I, I resonate with it. So you were saying that your business was kind of, you know, like a side hustle while you had another job, which I've been there. Um, but then they kind of grew and you kind of ditched the full-time job. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so I've been an entrepreneur now for almost nine years. Um, nice. I'm kind of a, a serial entrepreneur, and I think that's okay though because you're you're trying to find you know what you love and what you want to mm. do. So, I was a, a elementary school teacher coming out of college, and that was what I was trained in. And um, pretty quickly, a couple years in, I realized that it it wasn't what I wanted to do for the right. rest of my life. Um, I liked kids, but I more so wanted to be a mom versus yeah. teaching other kids. So, um, so I, I realized that quickly. And so as a teacher, I had, you know, summers, uh, kind of to myself, uh, being able to explore other passions. And I actually first got started by starting a, a local business, which I still run today pretty much as a, a, a pretty much hands off in most nice. ways business. Um, it's a pet sitting and dog walking company. And we have a, a team of basically 15 uh, employees that, that run it. And that is kind of like always running in the background for me. So I normally need to devote um, maybe an hour or so to that business each day. But that definitely provides me a, a full-time income from that business and allowed me to then pursue my other passions um, kind of in the online space and, and the marketing world because I got a taste of marketing from my local business and I realized that even more so than providing the service, which is how I started out, that I loved the side of it where I'm marketing and bringing in new clients and figuring out how to leverage the online space and blogging and, you know, all these other things. Mm. And so that was really the the foundation of where I found that love, found the love for just business in general. Um, I didn't have any background in that, so I didn't know I would like it. Um, but that kind of gave me the, the, the board for jumping off and, and realizing this was a passion of mine. That's awesome. And not many people, especially I find not to stereotype or anything, but people in, in the teaching sphere aren't necessarily 
entrepreneurial. Do you know what I mean? So (laughs) for you to kind of go off into those directions and then also to take that even further, a lot of business owners love their business that they're in in their industry, but they don't necessarily love the marketing end of things. So the fact that you've gone through those, you know, three different channels and you're, you're making it all work and you have passion for all of those. That's awesome. Yeah, I guess I went kind of the opposite way because, you know, I started out, the reason I got into my local business and opened it is because I was like, hey, you know, I like pets. I I have summers off. I have holidays off from teaching. I can, you know, take care of pets and just make a little side income and I, you know, a little extra fun money to spend. And I didn't have kids at that point. I, you know, it was just me and my husband and I figured, why not? You know, let's do this. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of grew into its own own beast as I call it. And it definitely, uh, you know, had some growing pains along the years and I mean, still issues come up, but I've, I've gotten it to a point where, you know, it does allow me that, that freedom and flexibility, which of course I'm filling with other entrepreneurial pursuits now. (laughs) That's just the entrepreneur. That's right. I mean, (laughs) and that is awesome. That is key. So let's dive into your expertise and I know a lot of people have myths about Pinterest and, you know, I'm included. I, when I think of Pinterest and I'm sure many other people do, I think of like DIY that only women look on Pinterest, that it's, you know, just crafts and making your house look pretty. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, I still like, I know there are entrepreneurs in that space, but I still have that in my head. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely. So that's, that's definitely common to think it's just for, uh, you know, as you say, kind of crafts and recipes and decorating. Um, and, and, you know, you can definitely be successful if that is the area of your business right. on Pinterest, but there's just so much uh, more out there as well that you can be as successful with as well. So I like to look at it as a way to explore content because people right. use Pinterest like a search engine and it, and it is a search engine, right? Oh, it's, right. it's as if you were going to Google and typing in something that you wanted to learn about. So they're going to go to Pinterest and type in these different topics that they want to know mm. more information about. And so if you're providing content on your website or your blog or whatever it is that directly relates to your business and gives them a reason to see your pin and see the value you have you have there, it's an amazing way to get traffic back to your website of people mm-hmm. that are actually interested in what you're doing. And that's so true. And honestly, it's like I've I've gotten into Pinterest maybe the past few months, but again, it's more for personal use. I haven't mm-hmm. even I don't even think I've looked at it for business use, to be honest. Um, But I was really impressed with the the searching features. Like you said, it's to be able to search for what you're interested in. And then it even breaks it down. Like here's some subcategories that you might be able to refine your search with. And I'm like, well, that's super helpful. And then, you know, to see the other topics that are closely related, you're like, ooh, I'm going to click on that one and see what's there. Yeah, yeah. And Pinterest does a great job of that. And, you know, that's even helpful from the business and marketing side, too, because um, I'm very focused on keyword strategy and kind of SEO strategy when it comes to Pinterest. So one of the, you know, kind of expert tips that I give people is when they're thinking about the keywords that they want to be using in their profile and on their boards and on their pins on Pinterest, you can actually go up to the Pinterest search bar, 
and type in the main topic that you're speaking about. So whether it be uh, the topic of your business or the topic of a blog article that you plan to promote or, you know, just whatever it is, your basically your niche, you can type that into the search bar, search for it, and then actually see what keyword boxes show up directly nice. underneath the search bar because Pinterest is telling you in real time what keywords related to what you searched for for are currently the most popular on Pinterest. And so that's a great way to find um, keywords for you to use and to kind of shape your Pinterest strategy. That's huge. Now, I know like with YouTube, you can put in, you know, a bunch of tags and, and obviously with Google and SEO, you have one keyword phrase. How is it different in Pinterest? Like, are, are you do you put in multiple keywords or is it pretty specific or is it a keyword phrase? Yeah, so you're going to use the keywords in different locations. So you'll use it in your, your profile description, um, your business name on Pinterest, your board names. And mm -hmm. then for your pins, you are going to have a chance to write a description for the pin and that's going to be another spot to use the keywords now um, Pinterest has made some changes to their platforms uh, to their platform over the last several months and they mm. seem to be continuing to make changes and they are moving more towards a visual only platform and taking away some of that text that is being shown mm. so I used to encourage people to uh, have a quite in-depth description but now I'm actually taking that back and encouraging more so whether it be very keyword focused and either one sentence and mm -hmm. have your keywords towards the beginning if possible or actually just listing some keywords and I've uh, tested both ways and I seem to be getting about similar results on my pins based on which way I do it but um, I just know that currently I'm, I'm needing to focus more on the visual aspect because that's yeah. the direction Pinterest seems to be going. Interesting. Um, and speaking of um, the visuals, are there do's and I mean, I've seen so many, a lot of them seem to be like collages, um, you know, they look like infographics that are a little bit more complex, I guess, or more work involved um, than, you know, your typical graphic that you see on social media. Are there specific do's and don'ts? Yeah, so I like for everybody to get started with their describing what they are creating what I call your uh, graphic template. So basically creating one style of graphic that you can use as a template for all of your blog posts or your content or your podcast episodes or, you know, whatever it is you're doing, having that one template. And I create mine on Canva. You know, it's a free program. It's Love easy Canva. to edit. It. Um, yeah, it's, it's great if you're not a graphic designer by trade and, and don't need, you know, a big paid program. And so I've got my template created in there. And so when I want to make a new blog post image, all I have to do is I, I take out the background image. I put in a new one that relates. Um, I change the title. Maybe I, you know, move a little something around, either change a color or something. But in general, it takes me about 10 minutes to make a new blog 
image because yeah. of that template created. So that's kind of like the first step and way to get yeah. started. And, and that's a great way to do it. And, you know, you can definitely play with those other styles you've been talking about. Um, you know, if you've got kind of like a step-by-step process, you can right. actually show the six steps right on this uh, graphic. You can create an infographic of your own. Um, Canva actually has some really nice templates in there that you can use. And so you can actually, you know, just insert images into, but if you're just getting started, I, I just suggest getting that blog template yeah. and graphic made first. So it's not so overwhelming. Yeah, definitely. And and that's going to be the, your main piece of content anyway that you're using to drive traffic to your blog. And then you can play around with that other stuff, you know, when you have time or, or you want to. For sure. Now, when you are starting out, um, and I mean, you need to create boards to put the pins in. Um, are there any recommendations when creating those boards? I mean, some people only have a few and there's a lot of stuff in it, or some people have, you know, a bazillion boards. Um, does it matter? So I like to say that, you know, if you're kind of starting from scratch and you're thinking, what's the minimum I need? I like to see a minimum of around 12 to 15 boards just oh, wow. to make it look like it's a complete profile. Right. Because if you have less than about 10 boards, I mean, 10 would probably be my very minimum. If you have fewer than 10 boards on your profile, um, it, it just doesn't feel complete. It feels like you started working on it and you didn't finish or something. So um, you know, having just at least 10, you know, going more towards 15 is ideal. And you, know, you can get started with as few as 20 pins in each board. So just sit down one day, you know, take an hour, take a couple hours to do that and just get them filled out with some pins in there. Uh, you know, not even necessarily your own content if you mm, haven't created your right. stuff yet, but just get it done, uh, get them filled and get it, get it like a solid profile. Um, you know, I, I don't recommend going above 50 boards unless you have thousands upon thousands of followers already. Right. I feel like the more followers you have, the more boards you can support. Yeah. But I but also don't feel like you have to have, you know, 50 plus boards, even if you do have thousands of followers. It's not like it's a must, but I'm saying, you know, some people do like to have more boards. So just be careful with how many you're having kind of in, uh, you know, depending on how many followers you have. That makes sense. And are there, are there, like, do we need to have call to actions to get people to follow us? Or I haven't really seen that much when I'm in there. Um, but I mean, it's kind of like YouTube, right? Where you want people to subscribe. So you want people to follow. So what are some recommendations for that? Yeah, so I think mostly you would be doing that on your content versus in your Pinterest profile. Right. Um, the majority of time, people are going to be finding your individual pins yeah. and then potentially making it to your profile, or they may never even make it to your profile, right? They may just find your pin, um, whether it's something they're searching for or it yeah. just shows up on their Pinterest smart feed, their homepage, and they go ahead and click through to your website. So on your website or on your piece of content that you're promoting there, that's where I would have more of kind of like the calls to action. Um, you could have a Pinterest widget in your sidebar as one option that says like follow me and show some of your uh, most recent pins. That's one way. Um, you can have your Pinterest optimized image directly in your piece of content and even put a phrase like, 
pin me for later or something like that under it. So people understand, oh, I can pin this and save it for later on Pinterest. So, you know, just some little things like that are going to be your best option for, for um, increasing followers and, and pins through your own current audience that you have maybe on your blog or wherever you're promoting them to. Right. That's a good idea. And so we were talking about, you know, keywords and SEO and what have you. Um, What are the analytics like in Pinterest? There's some really good analytics, actually. Um, And so I use both Pinterest analytics as well as I I personally use a a scheduling program and it has some great analytics as well. But you can find out a lot just from Pinterest analytics. Um, You're going to want to make sure you've confirmed your website with Pinterest. And on WordPress, it can be as easy as uploading a certain plugin and doing that. Um, If you've got, you know, a lot of the blogging platforms have an automatic connection. So you just have to, you know, flip a setting and and it's going to do it for you. But as long as you've confirmed your website, then, I mean, you can get analytics on the most popular pins, which ones are getting the most back to your website, which ones are showing up the most, um, you know, which of your boards are doing the best. And you can really use that to inform your strategy, you know, analyze which of your pins are doing well. Are they Mm -hmm. on similar topics? Do they have a graphic that's similar? So there's a ton of information you can look at in there. Awesome. And I know some like Hootsuite, Social Champ and so forth. Um, I know a lot of them don't necessarily post direct to Instagram. And that was my understanding for Pinterest as well. Is, is that a myth? Actually, it's different for Pinterest. Um, Pinterest has specific what they call API uh, partners. Yep. And so they actually have certain scheduling programs that they have pretty much approved. Right. Um, now, there actually are other programs that are not API partners, but are still allowed to, but still do post to Pinterest. Um, I'm not sure with the whole, you know, they've been around for a while and, and you know, haven't been shut down or anything like that. So I'm not sure about all the legal uh, side of that, but like, for example, I use Tailwind and I know that they're an API partner with Pinterest. So it just makes me feel very comfortable that when I'm scheduling through them that, you know, Pinterest is okay with what I'm doing and isn't going to penalize me or shut me down or anything like that. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a bit different than Instagram. I know Instagram, you know, is very, very strict with all that type of thing. And, uh, Pinterest now, if you're trying to do some kind of like bot or something like that, that's, um, you know, automating everything. Now you could get shut down for using that type of thing, but they've told you there are certain programs they approve. And so, you know, you can feel pretty comfortable doing that. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and I mean, obviously there's Facebook ads and Twitter cards, YouTube ads. (laughs) Pinterest have advertising as well. They do. They have something called uh, promoted pins is kind of the common name for it. Like boosting. Yeah. And, and they've, um, and it's come a long way. I will tell you, you know, it used to be a very, uh, minimal kind of option, very Mm -hmm. few things that you could target. Um, and, and it's not perfect yet. It's still, it still has a way to go. You know, if you're used to maybe Facebook ads or something like that and all the intricate, uh, options and targeting and analytics to that, you're not going to see that in Pinterest quite yet, yeah. but um, they are focusing more on it as an ad platform and being able to attract more people to that. So they have started doing things where you can actually upload your email list to the platform and then, you know, send pins directly to those people on your list and, hmm. um, you know, just a variety of things like that. So they are starting to add those, um, those different capabilities to it. 
Right. Now, here's a question for you. So, and I guess it's because I still have that mindset where it's just women wanting to decorate their houses. <laughs> but it's like, how do you know if your target market or your, your avatar is, is searching in, in Pinterest for, for what it is that you offer and the topics that you cover? Yeah. So honestly, there are very few topics or niches or industries where I would be like, nope, don't think Pinterest is a good fit for you. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's kind of like in the way where you're like, so is Google not a good fit for someone? You know, yeah, are, yeah, yeah. Is, are people really not searching on Google or are people really not searching on YouTube for anything? Um, you know, with that said, Pinterest is still uh, working to gain its male population. Mm -hmm. It is definitely growing in percentages uh, every year and becoming more more something that they do but that would be something I would still look at if you have a primarily male right. audience then it may not be the ideal place for you yet but it's going in that direction uh, you know so it's just something to think about there um, as well as there are depending on uh, trying to target international audiences so different oh. countries actually have a specific platform for Pinterest platform oh. for their country so it gets a little um it gets a little interesting if you're in a, a different country and trying to reach people say in the u.s so you right. just have to be careful there um depending on where your audience is right yeah i totally didn't realize that at all um now obviously you're you know you love pinterest and you teach people about pinterest and passive income um, so I, obviously before you go, I want to touch upon, um, you know, your description of passive income and how that ties into Pinterest. Yeah. So for me, what I think the most important thing to understand is that Pinterest is a traffic driver, right? So it's main thing it's going to do for you is it's going to get traffic to your web website, to uh, blog articles, to your content you're producing, whatever it may be. It could even be sending people directly to your YouTube videos, you know, wherever mm. you're wanting them to land. Um, and so you've got to understand that people on Pinterest are looking for value and looking for content. So I'm not going to go to Pinterest and put a sales page pin up there or try to sell them something directly in most cases. Right. Now, if you're a product-based business, you may be, you can get a lot away with that a little bit better yeah. but if you're kind of in the content marketing blogging freelancing space your first focus should be providing value so yeah. you're trying to use Pinterest as a way to get people to your content that relates to your business in a way that they're going to convert those people into customers so you know for me I think about what am I doing to get people from Pinterest to my content? And then I'm specifically looking at my content, the pages that they're landing on, and I'm saying, how can I optimize this better right. to whether it is, you know, get people to my paid product, get people to my email list sequence to opt in, um, get to like my tripwire product, whatever it is I'm trying to lead them to. So I'm very strategic on not only Pinterest side, but also that page that are being sent to and making sure I'm optimizing it for list building or conversions or anything I can um, with, for that Pinterest traffic to, to convert into those sales and clients and leads. Yeah, that's, uh, that's good advice. And yeah, I guess if you just think of it as a traffic driver, 
I mean, that's the whole point and that's the point of content marketing, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, and you can do things like, uh, you know, you, Pinterest does allow affiliate links and things like that on the platform. But in my experience and from what I, what I understand from others is you're going to have so much more success if you use it just to drive the traffic to your yeah. blog or website and then do everything that you need to do on your website with, you know, affiliate links or sales links or whatever it is. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, are there any, you know, flashing warnings of things that we should not do with Pinterest? <laughs> I think the biggest one and the one that I have to combat the most is just, um, you know, that that mindset that, oh, I'm, I'm going to create sales with Pinterest and you, you are with the Pinterest traffic, but you're not going to get them to convert on Pinterest. You know, they're, they're more than likely, unless you're that product-based business that maybe has a smaller product, they're not as many people, even though they have these things, you know, where Pinterest is trying to get this to happen. They're trying to get people to shop, you know, directly on the um, Pinterest platform. Oh, wow. They even have something called viable pins, where it's basically like they're encouraging people to buy something right there. Oh, really? um, you know, even with encouraging that and even Pinterest doing that, people still aren't converting as much as they want yeah. back to. So it's just not working. Um, you know, same thing with people trying to post like videos directly to Pinterest. Pinterest is trying to increase its video traffic, but I still do not feel like it's the best use of Pinterest. You want that Pinterest optimized graphic. That's going to be, you know, your key there. And then you can use that graphic to lead to anything, to a video, to a podcast, to a blog post, but just get your graphic created and don't try to use the platform in a way that it wasn't meant to be used. Yeah, that's good advice. And as you were saying, where the focus is the graphic, um, I mean, I've seen some where there's a lot of text on the graphic and some where there's none. Um, is there any rule of thumb? Yeah, so if you're using uh, Pinterest in kind of the way I'm recommending where you're driving people to content uh, in the most of the time, then you are definitely going to want text on your graphic because I, the way I look at it is I've got my nice graphic image probably in the background or, or something eye-catching and that's what's going to initially get that person to stop yeah. and pay attention, but that graphic is likely not going to be what gets them to click through, especially if I'm leading them to a blog post or a piece of content. Right. Um, what's going to get them to click through is some text on there that really draws them in. So, I mean, I spend, I spend some time thinking about the text overlay I'm putting on there, just as if you were writing an email and you're thinking about, you know, the subject line or a blog post and you're thinking about the title, you're trying to get strategic in writing it in a way that's going to encourage people to click through. So, uh, yes, that text is very important, but you know, so is the image to grab their attention. So you've got to have kind of both things there. That's true. Kind of grab their attention, but also give them the hook to click. Yes, exactly. Perfect. Well, you have given us some awesome advice. I know, um, yeah, I, again, guilty. I've never really considered Pinterest um, for my line of business anyways. I always thought it was more for people that are product-based or, you know, <laughs> but it's just those, those myths and those, uh, you know, 
wrong beliefs. I, I now admit it. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Yes. No service providers and content creators are doing yeah. really well on Pinterest. So definitely yeah. a myth that it's only for the product based businesses. Yes. Well, you've changed my mind, Summer. <laughs> I love it. Yay. <laughs> now I'm going to have to go into it. Right. Oh. Another convert. convert. <laughs> I know. But it does look fun. Like even when I'm on it, it's, mm -hmm. I guess because it is so visual and I love the layout of the boards and the pins, for me, it attracts my attention much more so than a typical like feed on another social media platform. Um, and you're right. It's so information based. The amount of information you can get in there and search is like ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's one of the initial appeals to people that a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, I enjoy using Pinterest mm -hmm. in my personal life. It's something right. I'm already on. So if I'm able to use this for my business, why not use a platform that I'm already enjoying using? Yeah. And that's just an added bonus then that it can actually help to market my business and bring in, you know, more sales or more clients. Yeah. That's true. Now, I know you also offer a five-day uh, Pinterest course. I would love for you to A, share that with me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. Now, obviously, um, share it with uh, our listeners as well so they can uh, check it out and dive into Pinterest with me. Yeah, sure thing. So it's a, a completely free to uh, opt into and go through. It's it's five days of content and you can find it at the URL freepincourse.com. And uh, I go through a ton in there. I talk about how to set up your profile strategically. I talk about exactly what boards you're going to want to create based on your business and your industry. Uh, we do look at the graphics that we talked a little bit about today. So you can see some real examples and uh, get some options for creating that template and uh, then we bust even some more myths you know you heard a couple we talked about today and and we really go through a lot of that in the course and making sure you really do understand how to use it versus just having it as your kind of personal for fun platform so uh, whether you're you know brand new to Pinterest or you've kind of gotten a start but don't feel like you're seeing the traction yet I think it can definitely help both people Absolutely. And it's like, if you are starting, then start it the right way and not just wing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know, and, and that's a good point because I will say Pinterest is one of those things that if you will take, um, you know, just a little time to learn it strategically yeah. from the start and set it up strategically, you know, it's going to take just a little bit of time to do that at the beginning. But if you'll do that, then it's really easy to what I call like feed the machine for the future. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a traffic machine and all you have to do is, uh, whether it's manual pinning or getting one of those uh, Pinterest scheduling programs, once you've got it set up, you just keep feeding it with pins every week and it's going to keep working for you. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I know, of course, you're the lady boss league, which I think is totally jam. Um, how can people get a hold of you in other ways besides uh, checking out the course? Yeah, definitely. So I'm pretty much on any social media platform. My username or handle is Lady Boss League. So really easy to find me. I'm on uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, you know, all, all the main ones there. Pinterest, of course. <laughs> and uh, you can find me under Lady Boss League on any of those. That's awesome. As a side note, how did you come up with that name? Gosh, you know, it was one of those things that I just had to make a decision and I just went with it. You know what I mean? And, and then you're kind of like, okay, well, 
I guess I like it enough to keep going with it, but you know, it's kind of one of those split second things where you're like, uh, as you're getting started, you just have yeah. to go with something, you know, and, and I went with that and, and now I'm kind of known for it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Lady boss. <laughs> Sounds hardcore. Um, <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Well, you have converted me lady, so I'm sure you've converted others and, um, that, yeah, Pinterest is a viable uh, place to go to help market your business and drive traffic to your website. So pay attention, people, and go get that free um, Pinterest course. So thank you so much for joining me and, you know, giving us food for thought and some amazing tips on how to get started, um, especially with the pictures and learning about SEO. Um, you've given us some great insight. Thank you, Lindsay. It was great being here. Awesome. So that is it for today's episode of Sailing to Success podcast, folks. You, of course, can check out this episode at lindsayphillips.com or my uh, services site, which is smoothbusinessgrowth.com and check out my videos and blogs. And, uh, and if you are looking for help in the content marketing arena and social media, um, definitely go to my Start Here page and uh, check out our services. Again, that's smoothbusinessgrowth.com. So until next time, folks, have a profitable and productive week and may the winds always be at your back. <laughs>